This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Remember, if you're drinking, texting, smoking cannabis, you shouldn't drive or somebody's going to have to hire my law firm to set things straight. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu, and um, man... This was not a fun game to watch in terms of how it came down because it looked like the Raptors uh, were going to steal it from the Bucks. The Bucks came into Toronto and took a 104-99 to victory off the Raptors, who have now lost two in a row. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a close game throughout. And, you know, the Bucks looked like they were going to run away with it in the fourth quarter. The Raptors kind of looked like they were getting beat up. Um, but they got some timely threes from Fred Van Vliet, from Kawhi Leonard, from Serge Ibaka, uh, Danny Green as well. And all of a sudden, they got back into the game, and they took a three-point lead with about two minutes left, and they couldn't close it out. Um, and look, you know, uh, you could break down the execution at the end. You know, they lost they lost Malcolm Brogdon twice for threes, wide-open threes, and he hit them, and the Raptors basically lost on that. Um you know, or you can really just ignore all this other shit and just look at Kyle Lowry. Zero points in 34 minutes. A whole zero points. He played 34 minutes and had zero points. You thought it couldn't get any worse from... Um, you thought it couldn't get any worse from what happened in Brooklyn when I think he had, like, what, one basket? Uh, but no. No, 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 no. No, it got way worse, man. Zero points. I don't even know how you can have zero points... And talk about <laughs> Masai Ujiri and all this other crap. Zero points, all right? So Kyle Lowry's game logs. December 9th, today, zero points. Brooklyn, December 7th, three points. Philadelphia, December 5th, seven points. Denver, December 3rd, five points. Golden State, November 29th, ten points. This man, this man has 25 points in, wow, oh my god. I remember a time when Kyle Lowry could get 25 points in one game, let alone in a, you know, in the span of five games. But here we are, Kyle Lowry, just no confidence, no no defense even, really. I mean, like, he still distributes for others. That's cool. Um, you know, and he does a decent job of doing that. But also, he just hurts the team. He hurts the team in its current state, and he has to be better, right? The responsibility that Kyle plays on this team is reflected in his salary. He gets paid 30-some-odd million dollars, and he's supposed to be the number two guy. Kawhi showed up today, and the thing with Kawhi today is even though the Bucks doubled him for most of the game, as soon as the Bucks went to single coverage in the fourth quarter, Kawhi torched their ass. They And he almost single-handedly won the Raptors this game, just like in that Brooklyn game. But who is not there but the number two option? Kyle Lowry, zero points, man. You can't get around that. And, like, Man, you got, like, Jack Armstrong on the broadcast being like, oh, there it is. And him coming around, you know, a down screen, you know, like, you know, fading left is, is his classic shot. And then, bam, what happens? He hits the side of the backboard. Wow. And you, you got Jack Armstrong openly calling this man out, which, I mean, like, the Raptors broadcast is very nice to the players. Um, 
But man, and you don't want to kick a guy while he's struggling. But it's very obvious why the Raptors are losing. It's because, you know, the highest paid player on the team just had zero points. It's 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 there's not there's nothing else you can even say really. Like even the rest of that stuff. I mean, like, you know. The Bucks, you know, played the way the Bucks do, which is they collapse the paint really hard. Um, they basically flat out ignore people at the three point line. As long as you're not shooting from the corners, they're cool. Uh, they're just gonna let you shoot as many threes as you want. And the Raptors did a decent job of that. They got 44 attempts, so they hit 15. Okay, that's 34. percent It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst either. I thought they hit enough threes to win the game. You got Surge hitting 11 threes. It's a direct result of the system because the Bucks allow the pick and pop non-stop and so you know they were shutting off the paint against Kawhi always sending three four bodies at him save for a short spell in the fourth quarter always sending extra bodies at Kyle um same thing with Siakam and you know they just kind of forced them to beat him from outside but if you get four to eleven from outside from surge you're kind of going to take that that's not bad offense necessarily um you know it's above average offense and you know even Pascal got left open a lot he hit two threes you're cool with that Kawhi didn't hit as many threes as you want him to but you know it is what it is with him he, he was really getting pressured. Um, you know, Danny hit two threes. You know, they did a pretty good job of closing out on Danny. Fred Van Vliet came off the bench and hit five threes and did a really good job uh, when the start, with the starting unit. With the bench unit, that whole unit is needs to just be put in rice. I don't think they need, even know what players are running half the time. OG Ananobi has no idea how to play power forward. It, it's it's hard to watch. And then when JV's not going, they're just not going to go at all. JV today missed a whole bunch of gimmies and finished with two of eight shooting, 13 minutes minus nine. Um, DeLon Wright completely invisible. So, you know, it, it was a it was a tough game. But, you know, again, it, it just boils down to Kyle having zero, zero points, man. It, doesn't, it literally doesn't get any lower than this. It literally doesn't get any lower. But I think what it really illustrates is, again, if the Raptors have real finals you know, um, aspirations, right? You can't rely on Serge and Pascal Siakam as your, as your number two option. You can't just hope that one of Kyle, Siakam, or Baca can score an efficient 20. It's just, it's just you know, in a, in a playoff setting, because like, this is exactly what teams are going to do to the Raptors in the playoffs. They're going to send two, three, four players at Kawhi Leonard, okay? And Kawhi is great. He is phenomenal, but he is not scoring on four guys. And his distribution is not such that he, if he draws four guys, he can consistently find open guys, which is a you know a, a fair knock against Kawhi, but at the same time, you know, it's understandable. But, I mean, you're, any defense is going to be able to send four or five guys at Kawhi and reasonably shut him down and force other people to beat him. And at that point, who's going to step up, right? Who? Who? Like, you, you're not going to go very far with Serge or, or Pascal or Kyle. And the thing, Kyle was supposed to be that guy. Kyle wasn't even that guy last year. He definitely isn't that guy right now. He is, I, you know, and you never hope anyone's hurt, but I hope there's a reason for why he's struggling this much because he's not even looking to, like, he's literally not even looking to score at all. And when he does shoot the ball, it is so erratic. It is like Patrick Patterson levels of bricking open shots. Like, you don't even know when the shot comes out of his hand what part of the backboard is going to hit. It's like a complete... Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's it, This this is a tough game to watch. And look, the Bucks, you know, like, they... First off, you, know, you got to credit the Bucks. They completely deserve this win. Um, they're so well coached in terms of how they're playing. Like, and, and, and in close games like this, you really need to have very, very smart coaching adjustments. And I thought, you know, um, Nick Nurse kind of came up short a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter where... Um, 
you know, he started with his all bench lineup, which literally could not score a basket, like a single bus, a, a single basket, to start the second quarter. Um, you know, he goes with the all bench lineup to start the fourth, and he coughs up six points in ninety seconds, and then all of a sudden he puts in Pascal. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't, you can't do that. Why is Pascal only playing twenty five minutes in this game? He only had one foul. He should be out there with the bench unit. All right, he should be out there, and it just didn't happen. And and that's six points, and right there, it, it came down to you know one possession game. You could use six points in the fourth quarter in a one possession game, but you know that was a bit of an error. Um, but then when you look on the other side, the Bucks they're just flawlessly coached, man. They really are, right? Um, you look at the fact that first off, they only conceded their first transition bucket in the fourth quarter when C.J. Miles went sort of grabbed the rebound and then went in for an adventurous layup that and they somehow hit it. Okay, cool. You were going to live with that. But, like, the fact that they didn't even give up one single transition bucket until that late in the game, that's incredible. Um, and you look at in terms of the way the Bucks played defense, obviously they really shut down the Raptors because they only shot 41% from the field. Only had seven free throw attempts the Raptors did. You can maybe look at them on the foul calls. But I thought, for the most part, the Bucks defended really well were really physical down low. They obviously took Lopez and just stationed him in the paint, and they stuck to that plan. And when they when that plan really unraveled, when they switched it up in the fourth quarter, they went back to that plan. They went back to doubling Kawhi, and the Raptors supporting guys couldn't do anything. You know, so great coaching by the Bucks. I think Mike Boonholzer is definitely the coach of the year so far. And honestly, I don't really see why this wouldn't be sustainable. And even small things like him instructing guys like. Brogdon um, and like Sterling Brown to just and even Tony Snell drive hard at the Raptors, um, especially when Kyle and Fred VanVleet are out there because the Raptors are pressing up. They're really extending their defense. They're trying to blow up a lot of what the Bucks are doing. And Bud basically just told them drive straight to the rim. Fred VanVleet is like four foot two. Kyle Lowry, you know, like he's got a bigger circumference than he does with a height. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's. So it's, you got to hand it to the Bucks, but for, with the Raptors, man, it's frustrating watching these games, and I feel so bad for Kawhi Leonard. You, you want to talk about pitching a guy to stay? Okay, you want to pitch a guy to stay? Serge is great. Pascal is great. Danny Green is great. The bench unit, even though they're not great, sometimes they'll have a guy that steps up and they can be decent. It's a bench unit, whatever. It's not great as it was last year, but it's not the worst in the league. Although it's getting close to there, but it's. Talent-wise, it's there. So then, really, what are you really missing? You're missing the number two guy. Kyle has not been that guy. He just hasn't. He had, like, a hot first four games. Since then, he's been trash. He's been trash. He does a great job of passing. I'm saying trash in terms of scoring. He just can't score. And how many times have I come on this podcast? Or how many times have you read ten things? And I've pointed out the fact that Kyle, when they when the defense collapses and they force and turn Kyle into a score, he can't score. He doesn't go for the mid-range. He doesn't go to the basket at all because he just physically can't get there. I mean, like, he can't blow by anybody. And then his three-point shot has now also gone. So he literally has no recourse to score, period. Like, he had no chances to score today in 34 minutes. That's your number two option, right? And if you're Kawhi and you're looking at that, at that like... That's terrible. It just is. It's terrible, man. Like, you look at Kawhi Leonard the last two games. He played his heart out. He's doing everything. He's forcing Giannis into air balls. He's, you know, swiping the ball off Chris Middleton. He's, you know, hitting Serge Ibaka in the pick and roll for threes. He's hitting threes in the corner. He's hitting jumpers, everything. In the fourth quarter, he's doing everything. And who's there to help him? 
the number two guy. Who where is he at? What's he doing? Zero points. Like it's unbelievable, man. It gets worse and worse. I don't. Man might fuck around and get negative points next game. Anyway, uh, in terms of your three stars, Kawhi number one star. Um, you know, pretty obvious. Again, like the Bucks did a really good job of doubling and swarming Kawhi, and um, I think it threw Kawhi off his rhythm. Um, and you know. It was just an effective strategy. Again, this is what teams are going to do in the playoffs. They're going to send extra bodies at Kawhi. But Kawhi still was able to get his buckets late in the game. You know, um, it obviously wasn't the most efficient game from him. But seriously, the Bucks were spending so many guys at him. It was nuts. The fact that he even got 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block, in uh, 8 of 18 shooting, which isn't even that bad, plus 10, 37 minutes, is not bad, right? It's, you can want better, but you even look on the other side. The Raptors did the same thing to Giannis, and he had 19 points. So, you know, not bad game from Kawhi. Um, second star, I'm giving that to Surge. Uh, again, the scheme the Bucks play calls for Surge to hit a lot of pick and pop jumpers, and he hit enough. Four out of eleven is not great, but it's not terrible either, and I'm okay with that. On a game where four of eleven, like you're getting, you know, twelve points on eleven shots, the Raptors uh, ended up getting ninety nine points on ninety four shots. So the Ibaka was slightly above average in that sense, right? So you know. Or right at average, really. But, I mean, he you know, he contributed in other areas of the floor. He's really good defensively. He finished with six rebounds, four assists, two blocks, two steals, plus six, 22 points in 32 minutes. Pretty good game from him. And then Siakam. I thought he did really well. Um, you know, he his plus minus isn't as good because he had to play with the god-awful bench. But he had 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, seven of 12 shooting, two of four from three. It's nice to see him hit those threes. Um, you know, he uh, scored aggressively inside. Um, he played small ball center and guarded Giannis for a little bit in the first quarter. Like, he did a lot of good stuff. And, um, you know, he did what he did. You know, it, it, it's just one guy didn't show up at all. That was Kyle Lowry. Just did not show up. And then in terms of the Joe Henderson Award, you're giving that to Malcolm Brogdon. 18 points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal. Uh, it doesn't really matter about the numbers. He hit two threes and also had a driving layup uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, and just completely submarine the Raptors. Um, honestly, I would... Like, Kyle doesn't even have to be this good. He just has to be, like, as good as Malcolm Brogdon, and he can't even do that. Anyway, uh, that does it for the podcast. I mean, this is a bit of an angsty podcast, so I apologize. But, I mean, it's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating when you see a guy, you know, make the whole national TV story about him on Wednesday when it was ESPN All Access, talking about how Masai did this and that, and, you know, okay, all right, cool. You know, and then Masai has to answer for himself on the jump and say, you know, I never did anything wrong to Kyle, whatever. I didn't even trade him. Maybe you should have. Look at this shit. Zero points, man. Zero points. And look, I I love Kyle. I love Kyle Lowry, okay? He is the most important player for this entire era of Raptors basketball. He is the most important player. But it's gone to the point where he can't, he literally can't score a single bucket, man. And it's just, it's the biggest weakness of this team. And if the Raptors ultimately don't get to where they're going, where they want to go, which is like they have a finals quality team outside of the second option, then you're going to really, really just feel like it's a whole thing wasted. Because you got rid of Casey, you got rid of Dwayne, you got rid of DeMar DeRozan, because those guys can't bring you over the top. I mean, and now you're still relying on Kyle. It's kind of a problem. How much can you rely on this man? It's one thing to play Charlotte on a random Monday, and it goes off for 25 points. And you're like, wow, Kyle Lowry over everything. What about these big games? Where's where's he? Where, where is he? Where, where? Where? Golden State, where? Passing up big shots. Denver, where? 
You know, even that Nets game, overtime. All right, step up. Where are you? In that in that Celtics game, where are you? In that Pistons game, where? Nothing. So, it's disappointing, man. It's just disappointing. That's all. Anyway, I'll be back after the next game to recap that one. Hopefully, it's a win. It's a, a lot more fun to watch the Raptors win. But right now, you know, they're still 21-7. And I think a lot of people will point to that and say, wow, why are you ranting? You know, there's, you know, the record is still good. Well, first off, this, the Raptors team is not about regular season wins anymore. And also, if you're looking at the standings, like December, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are you doing? We're past that point as a franchise. Um, and yeah. If you really have finals aspirations, you have to look at these margins. And this is not even a margin. This is a big issue. The Raptors don't have a secondary score. Um, and, yeah, they lost tonight to the Bucks. The Bucks are a very formidable team. If the Raptors played the Bucks in a playoff series, I'm not very entirely confident in the result. The Bucks have clearly improved after getting Brooke Lopez. It's honestly like the rest of the team is whatever. But him, them getting Brooke Lopez really did change so much for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, you know. Who knows? The Raptors put the Bucks right now. It's not clear who wins. In fact, I might give the the Bucks the slight edge. They're two and zero this season. They've come up with a great game plan to beat the Raptors both times, and um, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, the Raptors have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Some people might even have to decompress and uh, shoot a bunch of jumpers at three a.m. in the morning. Who knows? Anyway, that does for the podcast. Back up the next one.